What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 35 of the Switch RPG Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined once again after about three months by the <laughs> voice of the people himself, Gia. Hey, hey, it's the voice from the, the Northeast. That's right. It's me. What's up? All right. Well, welcome back to the show. You yeah. feeling better? I am feeling a ton better. Um, I'm going to see if I can remember how to do this, you know, talking uh, stuff. Uh, I think I'll be all right. I'll be all right. So he didn't have the plague proper like we thought he did. No, no. And I heard you guys talking <laughs> smack about me. Unbelievable. Number one, it was not a man flu or anything like that. <laughs> I had, I had a, 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 a very thing. Could have, it did a lot of damage to me psychologically and physically. I had the shingles, which was terrible. Thank you. So, whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so. if you're watching the video, you can see that we're joined once again by, we'll say, the voice of Texas. The voice of the mid... Is that the Midwest or is that the South? Oh, that's 100% the South. Oh. There's no... <laughs> yeah. We're two-thirds South in here. All Southwest. Right. That's, that's what's classified. Welcome Southwest. back, Corey, from RPG or reruns. Reruns. Yeah. R- yeah. RPG reruns. Yeah. For One of those. I wanted hey. to say rerun yeah. RPG. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Thanks for having me. Oh, oh dear. Too much south that. in one place. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if this is your first time listening, this is the official podcast from the website SwitchRPG.com, and it brings you all the exciting news, upcoming game releases, and the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform, as well as some of the others from time to time. This week, we have... The most news that we have ever had in a single episode of the Switch RPG podcast. 35 episodes. I, I went absolutely nuts on the links. I'm sorry. I, I, thought, it was, it was a, it's, I thought it was a prank. It was no. This is what prank. happens it's when Gio misses an episode and then we are off for the holiday and we come back with an uncountable and innumerable <laughs> amount of news. And that's all we really are going to preview. Is or just news. It's just news. Pretty much. So strap in. There's some rumors in there too. There's some rumors though. We don't do rumors. <laughs> Geo couldn't. He couldn't have a news week without some rumors. We don't do rumors. Uh, Geo actually did include what I would consider probably the most, the biggest rumor we've ever had on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. The probably the biggest rumor we've ever had on the show. What? The least I subs- did that. The least substantiated rumor we've ever covered. Now you're forgetting my title here i'm a video game journalist with the most, <laughs> most integrity on the show i'm gonna that's that's what i think all right all right all right let's dive in let's dive right into the news because <laughs> everybody strap in let's head back over to a little game that released this, this summer that we this haven't talked about in a while this little game overtook the podcast for a while, and then Geo got tired of it so then we didn't cover it anymore <laughs> what game uh this is a little game Released by Square Enix called Octopath Traveler. Never heard of it. It was never, never heard of it. It was it was it was quite the flash in the pan. I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way, 
But I mean, well, it, it, it sounds like it. It was a no. Yeah. It was it was a light that burned very bright. Hot take. <laughs> um, and you know, it, maybe it wasn't what everybody wanted it to be. I still enjoyed it. I know Corey liked it. Geo loved it. Forgot about it. Um, and rather uh, quickly. <laughs> and so let's head over to Go Nintendo, where they have a very what I would call an interesting article. Listen, one of my favorite things in life are interviews translated from Japanese. It's it's so like endearing <laughs> and just like wonderful. Cause like a lot of times I feel like we're missing most of the meaning and and what they're actually saying. And I, I feel like this is one of those articles, but there's some there's some things to glean out of here. Anyway, uh like I said from Go Nintendo, there is an interview uh covered from some of the top devs from Octopath Traveler and uh this is from Famitsu and they're teasing what they are planning generally loosely yeah. <laughs> for 2019. Um and I'm going to read some from uh from some of these. Uh so from Asano himself, uh his keyword for 2019 is to the new world. Whatever that means. Okay. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that means. Um, okay, and also I would like to say that this week's Word of the Week, we're 35 episodes in, this is the first time we have a Word of the Week. The Word of the Week this week is Challenge. <laughs> Stay tuned. Challenge. Okay, okay. challenge. challenge. Okay. All right, so uh, Tomoya I'm not Asana. Sure where you're going with that, but. Tomoya Asana. In 2019, we'll have a challenge that is different from what we've had up till now with Octopath Traveler and the Bravely series. I'll do my best. Business Division 11 is moving forward with the development of several games. Each one will surely please you guys. It will still be a little while until we can share information, but please look forward to it. Okay, so teasing, they're working on games. That's good. All right, so Masashi Takahashi, his keyword for 2019 is retrospect and preparation. He said that we received so so much uh, support from other various people. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Uh, he says he's going to keep working on console games in 2019 too. Uh, and uh, he said, first, we'll properly reflect on ourselves. And then he'll do his utmost best to make games you can look forward to. From the Octopath series, the Bravely series, a new series, and more. Okay, so now we're kind of unwrapping that Christmas gift a little bit, if mm-hmm. you will. That's exciting, uh, especially because, I mean, coming out of Octopath, we kind of assumed there'd be something else. It sold way too well not to get something else. We, Gio and I covered that tease about the Bravely series a while back, so we kind of saw that coming too. But then what is this new series? What is this new series? Somebody... Corey, what what do you think? What could be new here? It it's getting the wheels turning. I think it's uh, maybe so. It says that they're going to not do Octopath or Bravely series for 2019. So, Brave New World, New World, maybe maybe throwing in a little sci-fi uh, aspects into it. Maybe a non-traditional style RPD that they're trying to go out of their com- comfort zone and challenge themselves with. That would totally be out of, out of the left field there. Yeah, you know the, everything. To this point, has been kind of high fantasy, right? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Okay, from this team, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Square Enix as a whole has has dabbled in. No, the, they've done so many yeah. different things, yeah, right? Yeah, Square yeah. Enix as a whole, mm-hmm. but from this team, you know, sure. the Bravely series, you know, the the Octopath series, and they say more, and uh, yeah, new series and more. So, what else could that more be? Is that 
could that be a, a port of something? Uh, could it be the Bravely series port or you know something? I don't know. I think we could definitely, if we if we lump it inside what he said with the Bravely series, I think we could definitely see a port as well as a new game. You know, port mm-hmm. the other two in anticipation, kind of like with Bayonetta, right? So port the other two in anticipation for a third release. I think that is likely. Um, this new series, I I I am always always a fan of new ip so i am hoping 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 it's new ip uh because Gio, i know you're like this about movies but like there's only so far that i can take like rehashing and regurgitating the same thing so like bring in some new life some new uh series show, some new games show some creativity in, in what you do you know uh it's just yeah just rehashing all that same stuff just, just it's boring and stale it's just not good for anyone Exactly. Exactly. So, um, speaking of looking forward to 2019, um, I was going to try to cover all the, the switch news first, but since we're talking about looking forward, it's now 2019. I don't even know. Have I been putting the date right on things? I don't even know anymore. Uh, but anyway, we have a lot of ugly 2018s looking like 2019. That's what we're scribbles. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, on on the subject of looking forward, let's head over to Siliconera, where Atlas, a developer that we hope soon will be on the Switch. We know that uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is going to be on the Switch. We've got all those rumors going around that Persona Five is going to be on Switch soon. So, I mean, it's not a far far fetched to say that you know Atlas here is is a Switch developer as well. But anyway, um, Siliconera has got an article here also with interviews with uh, very very high standing developers within that company uh, talking about their plans for 2019 we got some interesting stuff here as well so this is atlas key developers from uh, including studio zero's creative producer and game director uh, katsura hashino shin megami tensei series producer uh, kazuyuki yamai and persona team producer Kaza uh, Hisawada shared some quotes on their current projects in Famitsu. So Famitsu, man, just putting out stuff. Anyway, Kats- can I just say I'm sorry to sorry to interrupt you. You bang those names out of the park. Do I? I, I was very intimidated. Uh, like I'm glad I didn't have to do roll call on this on these articles. I mean, I I know that I butchered them, but like I I, I try I try to just at least get through it without. It's about the stutter. confidence you deliver it, like you know exactly what you're talking about. Right, you do it well. But I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Continue. Katsura, uh, uh Hashino, uh, his keyword for 2019 is the pandemonium reaches its climax on Valentine's Day. What? does that mean everybody everybody <laughs> look for to valentine's day i guess i don't know we'll see we shall see uh so anyway he says he says with the goal of an official announcement i'm currently working hard with the new studio on a brand new rpg that isn't megaton or persona for those who don't know that that means it's not shin Megami tensei or it's not the persona series uh, in any case, I believe it'll be a work that we've yet to see. Here's where, once again, like I was talking. Oh, do we have some breaking news from, from Corey? Ah, there? I'm just saying uh, Valentine's Day falls on a Thursday this year. Just saying. Release day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I'm out today, not. maybe? All right. Well, hey, if it happens, of course, you heard it here first. 
<laughs> that keyword pandemonium that has to relate. I mean, to also. something, right? Yeah. The pandemonium reaches its climax. That that is that is very specific wording. Once again, now, when I hear translation I hear from cl- Japanese, yeah, I mean, when I hear climax, I also think bayonetta. So I mean, uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> this is that Alice? Uh, bayonetta? Yeah, that's not Alice, is it? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, okay, so here's 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 another here's another line where I think that the translation gets a little funky, but it's it's interesting nonetheless. He says, "You might think about what makes a traditional fantasy game from that point on." I'm wondering if he might, if he's meaning like we might think differently about what makes a tradition. Like they're changing what it means to be like a traditional fantasy. Game. I don't like it. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Sure. He says, our confidence grows each day together as a team moving forward with open minds. We'll move forward without getting lost and have fun as we work to advance forward. Please look forward to it. I'm on their, uh, his Wikipedia right now. It does say that he's producing uh, Catherine full, full Body, so a re-release of the uh, 2011 title, which yeah. could make sense for why it's around Valentine's Day as well. Yeah, okay. True, 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 true. It says it's a brand new RPG, though. Mm-hmm. What he's talking about here says it's brand new. Uh, Release. Um, All right. It's uh, translation, you know. Who knows? All right. Um. So, sort of carrying on the Valentine's theme here. I don't know if this was uh, planned or not, but uh, uh, Kazuyuki uh, Yamai. His keyword for 2019 is Doki Doki, which for those who don't know, that is the, uh, whatever it's called. What is it? It's the, uh, it's a certain word that means like, it's the sound effect. I can't remember what the word is, but anyway, that's the, that's like the sound that your heart makes in Japanese. Okay. Doki Doki. Um, there's a certain word for it and I'm, I'm slipping. I, I can't think of what it is. Anyway, he says he believes 2019 will be a year of various questions from everyone. He's both nervous and excited. I pray that all our efforts pay off. What the heck is going on over there? Atlas? I don't know. They're, they're into some deep stuff there. They, they like, they're doing highly experimental things over there. They, they are, they are. And I kind of like it. I don't know. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me. And, and I will talk about this in in a bit when we're talking about what what we're playing. I've never, I've never played an Atlas game. So like, Anything that comes out of Atlas is just bonus for me. It's just icing on the cake. They're not my like home team. So like I'm totally fine with them experimenting and doing wacky stuff. And if I like it, great. If I don't, that's fine too. I've got mother stuff. Again, just have something, you know, different in the mix. Yeah, I guess you talked me into it. It is something good. Uh can I just also say for people who aren't who are just listening and not watching the video, that was one gigantic bottle of water. Holy <laughs> so Corey just grabbed like a, a a trash barrel full of water. And it's made just it. he had he had, he, he couldn't oh, even hold it in his hands. He had to like grab it's it. It's made in arms. Texas. Oh, so this water everything is made is in bigger. Texas. Everything, everything is bigger. Comes with a handle. Chimney Christmas. Does that have that a, was is, like... that, is that a Houston Astros logo on it? No, that... it's just a Lone Star State, so it's just oh, a star. Okay, cool. Wow. Right. Anyway. Uh, um, oh, I, here's our plug for Azaka. Zark, whatever that is. <laughs> that's, our, that's our first sponsor of the <laughs> It's a natural spring in Texas. Okay. I just try to like get our this... sponsorships with them. I yeah. have this itty-bitty bottle of water, and here he comes with his... his 
pool. Corey, Corey would have to use an entire. I saw I saw how many articles we had today, so I thought uh, <laughs> better come out with the thing. He would have to use an entire permanent marker to get rid of that logo to cross out the logo. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Back to about? your regularly uh, scheduled program. Back to Atlas. what Mr. Yamai is saying. He says we're working diligently on SMT5. He apologizes for not being able to uh, give any news on it yet. But they are making it an Unreal Unreal Engine four, uh, which I believe is the engine back in the day we said was that people were having so much trouble with the Switch on. Was that mm-hmm. was that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he's like, uh, he's like, that's the reason. <laughs> that's the reason it's taking a while. So anyway, uh, Mister Wada, his keyword for twenty nineteen is to lift off. Uh, he says, once again, we are getting like ultra. Like, can we check on these people? Like, make sure that they're okay. <laughs> Because we're talking about video games here, but I mean, it's like literally people have like their children in in like ransom yeah, or something wanna, here. Oh my god, they're very serious about their uh, non-disclosure. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's like, okay, so he says uh, to me personally, 2019 is going to be a crucially important year. Up to now, we've advanced on various projects. We put some work into general improvements and preparations, and it is finally time to come to fruition. The next five years could see a change depending on how things go in 2019. Please go out and buy their games. I'm scared for these people. <laughs> he says it will be a year of challenge. There's your keyword for the week. All right. Mm. So uh, exciting things coming out of Atlas 2. And I think uh, to what Gio was talking about a minute ago, they are experimenting. And I do have to I do have to commend them for that because we get on developers all the time for doing the same things. Heck, I just said a minute ago, I'm glad to see new IP because I don't like seeing the same recycled stuff. So mm-hmm. even if it flops, even if they come out with this new definition of traditional fantasy and it doesn't catch on, at least they tried. So Octopath. <laughs> <laughs> at least they tried. <laughs> anyway. Oh boy. Anyway. Uh well, I mean, yeah, at least they're trying for sure. That's always no, it's always a good thing. We don't want the same old, same old stuff. Um, it just gets boring and repetitive, you know. But um yeah, Octopath tried it. If it just had a more cohesive story, that thing would be so much better. But it doesn't. Uh, so we move on. We just move on. We bought the uh, the collector's edition, and we move on. Okay. okay. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Corey, what's your sort of history with Atlas? Are you uh, very? In there much? I uh, have played Persona Five, so that's okay. pretty much the extent okay. of it, which I really, really enjoyed. So. Really I, if, if it comes to switch it's an immediate buy for me i wanted to get it on ps4 just never worked out then i didn't have a ps4 to play it on now so like if it comes to switch it's most definitely 100 percent. a game that i really hope that they port it would be afterwards probably but port over would be uh persona 4 golden oh, yeah that's yeah. that's one that i really really am hoping that eventually comes to switch and it's such low-hanging fruit in, in, in my yeah. eyes, it's it's yeah, people want instant it. money. It is it is like it is the equivalence of putting microtransactions in a game. Like it's instant mm-hmm. money. It's a cash. Yep. It's a cash grab. But it's it's in all of the good ways, right? Well, yep. Square Enix is doing it with Final Fantasy. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're putting out most of them. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's the same same deal. Same deal. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so moving over to a game that is coming out 
so very soon. I realized today that we're less than two weeks away from Tales of Vesperia on the Nintendo Switch that I, I, I freaked out a little bit. <laughs> I am so stinking excited about this game. Um, and we got uh, some new trailers and new information about the game. Uh, we got a couple of articles here. One's from Siliconera, so go check the trailer out that it covered. It has story in there. It's in Japanese, but it does show a lot of cutscene. It's about seven minutes long, uh, and yeah. I consumed all of it <laughs> like it was a Snicker bar. I don't know. Um, it was it was a lot of story, but then there was actually some, not a whole lot, but some flashes of gameplay in there. Uh, if you're familiar with the Tales series, it's very Tales. Uh, if you played De- Tales of Vesperia, I don't know what it used to look like. I don't even know what platform. This was Xbox 3. Uh, Initially, it was 360? Xbox 360, but then they also released it for the PlayStation 3. Okay. Uh, so it ended up being on both consoles. Yeah. And I, Geo, I think we talked about this when they released some screens a while back, but this game looks dang good for a, mm-hmm. an Xbox 360 PS3 era game. Yeah, it has that that classic look that just doesn't doesn't um, doesn't age. You know, it, it's just the ageless game, like we uh, we kind of talk about. You know, there are some games that just don't age that great, and this is this is one that ages really really well, really well. And it's it's definitely one that I'm I'm getting for for certain. Yeah, it's a day one purchase for me. Like you said, it came out on the 360, and I I've always been on the PlayStation. I, by the time it came out PS3, I just kind of wasn't really playing too many RPGs at the moment. So this will be my first Tales game. So I'm really excited about it because I've been looking into it and doing the research and it looks like it's right up my alley. So I'm really, really excited. I'm trying to get two games knocked out before that comes out so I can You're roll some credits. Two games? Well, yeah. Essentially what Corey is saying is that he's going to be able to rerun this RPG. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you got it. All right. Uh, my it. Nintendo news staying with Tales of Vesperia. If you're a Tales fan, please go read this article because this is some exciting stuff right here. We got another interview. Uh, this one with the producer, Yoshido uh, Higuchi. And he's talking about the Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. He says that it is the obviously it's the first Tales game to hit the Switch, but he <laughs> says that it will not be the last, and that is what we want to hear. Uh, he said he stated that one of the big goals of this game is to help the series go fully multi-platform. The Steam versions of the Tales games, in particular, sell very well, and while this time the concept was to bring a good game to a current platform, as it was. Uh, 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 Tommy Zawa wants to wants the team to challenge itself for future Tales games. While the team will keep aspects of the Tales series that should never change, he wants to reconsider how much of the series should be changed. That's a loaded, loaded statement. Yeah, I'm not heavily invested in Tales uh, of simply because I haven't played them um, and don't have a long history with them. So of course, shaking things up isn't necessarily going to affect me too much. I'm just looking for more of the series to come over, like we were talking about with Final Fantasy, like we were talking about possibly with Atlas and like Persona. Man, bring over those old old titles because I feel like Switch is a really good spot for them. And I think they're doing it the right way by you know porting something over, kind of 
learning and taking your lumps in development for switch games so it, whatever you're learning now will obviously help you you know when you're developing future games and, and one thing i really really want is i want a concurrent release i don't want you know like we're dealing with dragon quest 11 you know we we get it in in you know in yeah. japan and then you know a year later or more even we get it here in the west i want i want everything kind of released at the same same time um and you know maybe they'll be the first ones to do that but it, it hasn't been the case you know you go back to dark souls dark souls did it we had to wait um what other games uh were like that where where the the releases were just kind of uh... We were kind of waylaid, you know. Uh, um, East they, East was well after a lot of the other East Eight. Yeah, that's good. Well after, uh, but you're totally right been, with Dragon Quest. Yeah, there've been a number of of games uh, that have uh, or developers that have done that, and I just kind of I want some respect, yo. You know what <laughs> I mean? I want some respect. Please give me that. I think that I think that there is something to be said for it. it this is the one. Vesperia is hitting same time as all the others. So I think that that is promising. Um, I think also that you're so right with their strategy here to me is really, really good. And I feel like this isn't necessarily something that other developers have done, but the key word here is that they wanted to bring over a good game onto a successful console. Mm -hmm. They didn't necessarily reach back to like their first game that is kind of polarizing or they didn't reach to maybe a smaller title because it would have been easier. No, they went for a game that in their eyes was good and they're bringing that over because I think that's, that's how you test the waters, bring over your best stuff, kind of looking at you, final fantasy. Now don't get me wrong. We eventually (laughs) got the, the things that we were looking for, but like when your first final fantasy was the final fantasy 15 pocket edition, like that's the first Gross. glimpse of Final Fantasy that we see on the Switch, you know that's a little odd. So I, I like that they're bringing over what they consider it was it was a solid game, and so now mm-hmm. they're they're going to test that for for multi platform in the future. So good for them. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, let's take a slight reprieve and 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 go into rumor the rumor land. The land of rumors. I don't do rumors, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll entertain. I love making. I don't know if you got this. I love making up rumors. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do. And when they're right, you heard it here first. Yeah, right. You heard it here first. But when they're wrong, (sighs) we never never said anything. All right. Uh, Okay. You you. You link you linked a different article than I was reading earlier, so it doesn't have what I what was the line that turned me off, which was like so and so heard it from so and so, which founded on so and so. That was like so and so. So anyway, all right. But this is coming from our. Oh, I, I I think I know what you're doing because um there was one article I I saw I saw it initially, and then I'm like, I go I always do this I go to their source yeah yeah I go yeah. to their source and then their source and then like it just kept going I'm like what is yeah, happening yeah. here it just kept going yeah. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is coming from our recent friends over at WCCF Tech. This is like the third or fourth episode for them. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, once again, just want to remind everyone, this is probably the least substantiated rumor that we've ever covered. So literally take this with a grain of salt. 
That's what all these things are telling us to do anyway, but we love it nonetheless. It is possible, however slim, but it is possible that EA is working on adding Nintendo Switch support for the Frostbite engine. There it is. All right. Um, This is coming from um, a YouTuber named Dr. 81 who made a discovery on uh, LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn, man. They just just keep... uh... They just keep outing people, and they're trying to be all secrety, and you just can't. <laughs> what was almost, the other one? Almost that? as bad as the Canadian Walmart. <laughs> no, nothing is bad as <laughs> no. Walmart. So anyway, on this LinkedIn page, it has been. I'm just going to read this. I'm just going to read this word for word, just so that I get it right. LinkedIn. Okay, so according to uh, an undisclosed EA software engineer LinkedIn page, it's been revealed that the company has been working on bringing existing software development kits to the Nintendo Switch. Frostbite is not mentioned, but the owner of the page did work on software development kits for Battlefield 5 and Anthem, both games powered by the EA developed engine. So there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was found on an undisclosed engineer's LinkedIn page talking about SDKs, but not mentioning Frostbite, but talking about the games that run on Frostbite. So there you go. However, rumor as it may be, does this excite you guys? And what do you think that this could bring to the Switch, if anything? <sighs> The first thing that came to my mind was that it could jumpstart EA's most popular RPG, that being Madden. Yeah. That was the first thing that came to my mind. And yes, that's the first thing that came to my mind as well. <laughs> um, I, I think, I mean, I think, you know, just the obvious battlefield, um, you know, Madden is already there. Uh, Corey, you may not have known. Um, not running on <laughs> Frostbite. We get, yeah. You know, what what is it running that garbage engine that it's running on? Whatever I, that is, it, it's it and FIFA both have. And the one that I was looking at earlier had side by sides of the FIFA engine, the custom engine for FIFA versus the Frostbite engine. And it just got it's like bad. it's got like it's got light, uh, like light coming from somewhere that's not even existing in the Frostbite <laughs> engine. It's, it's bad. It's like PlayStation Two bad. It's like somebody um, shining a flashlight on like a clay model. <laughs> Gumby's out there catching passes, <laughs> but you got uh, you know Battlefield. Obviously, I don't foresee Anthem coming to the Switch. I, I mean, from what I've seen, no. that's, that's high end stuff. But you know, older Battlefields, maybe not five, but maybe one. Maybe I mean, you see, we see Doom and Warframe running on the Switch pretty well. Um, now, could you potentially bring in Mass Effect? That that I would absolutely love. I mean, Mass Effect I don't think was run on the Frostbite engine, but you know, well, I, them considering bringing old technologies and engines and all that stuff back, mm-hmm. that's that's one title I I think of is is that. So what I'm thinking actually, and you heard this here first, folks, oh. is that it, it's actually they're making this happen so that EA's premiere franchise 
RPG franchise can go console exclusive on Nintendo Switch. Dragon Age 4 is console exclusive we, on Nintendo Switch. I thought we were going to go a whole entire <laughs> out here, but apparently not. Uh, <clears throat> that would be nice. Yeah, sure. No, that would Bring be it. terrible. That would be terrible. That would be so bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they're going to bring some stuff and kind of just learn how to develop, um, you know, what's their um, their Game Pass service there that they have? Uh, the Origin? Origin? Uh, yes. No, is it Origin? No, the EA Pass, whatever that is. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know the Origin. The... Okay. Well, what I was thinking is I thought EA had had something. Well, this is where you like, it. you, it's like the $15 a month gets you like free free yeah uh, it's free games i don't know it was it was an origin i'll i'll have okay. to look it up and um, real quick on mass effect uh andromeda was on frost fine mm-hmm. okay yeah. well i mean that was the worst of the series yeah but, so there you go um <laughs> well they had a they, i they have had my, a, i have my problems with frostbite i really do i i i the problem it, with that game was not frostbite <laughs> the, was the developers and and i don't they just they were just I can't even think of the worst. One, two, three, definitive edition on the Switch would be awesome. Yeah. Yes. That'd be that'd be Whew. I would look, accept look, that. Look, I I I have I have no I ha I have no connection to Mass Effect. I did not I haven't played one, two, and three. But I gotta say, <laughs> I, I try I tried going back and playing one about two months ago. You would have to touch that thing up a little bit. You'd have to put some paint oh, on yeah. it before you you put that back out because that was I that was that, pretty rough. You you would probably want to jump into a Mass Effect two, I think personally, and then just kind of work around that because I think Mass Effect two is probably the better of the three. Um, but yeah, you're you're right about Mass Effect one. It does it does have its issues. It, you know, we talked about dated games. It definitely looks like a dated game. I, and I and I can I can handle graphics more than to me the gameplay the mechanics were so old and slow and clunky that's that's what it i, I was like ugh, ugh. Yeah. but yeah i think um, you're right I, I think two would carry over yeah what I, what i was thinking of for ea is called ea access um where you get like access to a bunch yes. of EA, ea games yeah. uh early trials and discounts off of games so that could be a potential means of why they're doing this as well. Cause that's not available at all on the switch. So hmm. that's what I was trying to think of. Are there non EA games that run on Frostbite? Do they outsource <clears throat> this to third um, parties at all? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah. I think I wasn't that's sure. pretty specific to EA. I mean, at first it was just battlefield. Uh, and now it's it's kind of gone over to you know Anthem. It's gone uh, obviously. Well, you just told me so. Mass Effect Andromeda. I um, mean, uh, Inquisition so was also up. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. All right. Uh, okay. Too, so too back. Rumors. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. back over to some less. It's the, it's not rumors anymore. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, over to RPGSite.net. We've got some East Nine tidbits here um, from a developer that I'm liking one more, and got things to say about that here in a few minutes to you about Neon Falcom. But um, let me just read a little bit here. 
It says, not longer after Neon Falcom revealed East 9 Monstrum Knox in their shareholder meeting, Famitsu uh, Magazine has its first article dedicated to this newest title. Um, and you can see the spread there on RPG Sites website. Go check it out. It's a good spread. It's got some screenshots. Kondo-san considered East 9 as a challenge title. You guys really didn't know where I was going with the, the challenge keyword <laughs> in the beginning. Where the team tries to depict the story with a different opening from past series. The subtitle Monstrum Nox, which means Night of the Mysterious People, directly forms the concept of East Nine. Both words are important keywords that also connect deeply with the world setting and gameplay system. All right, and then it, and then it goes into detail on like the setting, which is apparently like this uh, prison of sorts. Uh, and it's supposed to be sort of unique for the series. Uh, there are some characters coming back. It's take place is taking place, I think, between seven or right after seven. I don't know how the timeline of East works, but it's taking place after seven. If that means anything to you, great. Once again, this seems like another developer looking forward, speaking of challenge in sort of in the way that they are trying something new with their series. It seems like they're Mm. trying to go a different direction with this once again. So I don't know. Very, very interesting things. For for me, it already looks different than Yeast Eight. Uh, oh, right. It looks darker. It looks exactly. very very different. Um, the, I mean, obviously, we, I'm only looking at a you know a screen a screenshot of gameplay and kind of like environmental pictures. Um, but everything just seems darker and grittier, different. Uh, it looks like they're also adding different gameplay mechanics where they have like superpowers and and whatnot, different party um, actions. So they have. This is going to be very different than what East 8 was. and Maybe they have different influences. That I think they're definitely taking on different influences. But yeah, um, it looks different. It looks interesting to me. Now, the bottom of the article has, you know, for the purposes of this podcast, sort of <clears throat> it ends on a downer a little bit because at the end it says yeah. that uh, it was planned to be released on PS4 in 2019. There is no mention of Switch in there at all. I don't no. guess that is surprising. I guess I was hopeful since East 8 <coughs> was out on Switch and in my mind scored really well, sold pretty well. Uh, yeah. I was hoping that that was you know, sort of the standard moving forward. Uh, but then again, an English localization also hasn't even been announced yet. So maybe this is, you know, uh, another instance of we're not quite where I thought we were, where Japanese titles are automatically coming to the West and automatically coming to the systems that we were hoping that they were going to come to. So there you go. Yeah, maybe it's just it's just a game that they don't feel like the Switch can handle. So, you know, maybe that's what it is. Ah, come on. If Frostbite can work on the Switch, so can whatever this is. (laughs) is. Uh, All right. Uh, Stay in at rpgsite.net. Let's head back over to our friends at Atlas. Never heard of them. Some more Persona 5 news. This is is a good one for Corey, um, who enjoyed Persona 5, apparently. 
this is titled they uh, they released a video teaser trailer titled uh, P5R Notice, and it teases new projects with more information to come in March 2019. It opens with a PS4 logo, and um, you can you can check out the link to the teaser website. Go watch the teaser trailer on RPG site. Um, and according to RPG site, it says the easiest guess to make is that P5R will be a sort of enhanced new version of Persona 5. Uh, they say that Atlas has done this in the past where they've uh, released different versions of the game. Hey, Corey, you mentioned PS4, or uh, not PS4, P, uh, Persona 4 Golden earlier. Um, so... Yeah, you know, who knows? I I know obviously since Joker is in Smash, we are sort of all collectively assuming that this Persona Five redo or you know enhancement whatever is coming to Switch Two, but there yeah. isn't necessarily any mention of that in this article. So yeah, that that Joker, and I didn't get to dis- I don't think I got to discuss that with either of you. That Joker uh, trailer in uh, smash for the game awards kind of broke broke the internet a little bit you know kind of oh. opened the floodgates actually uh for persona 5 coming to the switch and now that we have all this all these uh different you know website domain names and all a bunch of all this stuff it's just now it's all coming out and i i feel i really feel it in my my head my bones it's going to happen <laughs> it yeah, to happen I think it's logical. Now, I don't know if it may be the same version. They may try it out with the the original Persona 5. I don't know if the R would be coming to Switch. Definitely, I don't think it will come out at the same time. Uh, But I definitely think that if they were, that that the Switch would be, I mean, it would be, they're obviously trying to work on a partnership, I feel like, because it would would be a home run if it were able to come to the platform. So, we'll see. Now, is when Persona Four came out, I, I, I'm not really too familiar with this one. Like, was that like a game of the year type of thing, or is that like, is it a higher definition? Like, is it isn't it weird for like a, a game to come out in the same console generation without really? Uh, okay, any, now Corey, I mean, Corey, what's been improved? What's been changed? Are you talking uh, about Persona Four, or are you talking about Persona? Persona F- well, Persona, I feel like does this all the time. Okay, they do, okay. they do, yeah. Corey, correct me if I'm wrong. With mm-hmm. Persona 4 and Persona 4 Golden, the situation was that Persona 4 was on the PS2 two or 3 yeah. in in Japan and wasn't in the US. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of a across how everything's everything's delayed. They were definitely delayed on and that So four. it kind of came so it was it was so so far after it it had been released in Japan that they ported it over on the Vita, correct? Oh, Persona wow. Four Golden was on the yes. Vita, and it came on PS4 too. Yeah, okay, or PS3. Yeah, but, but yeah, P, uh, excuse me. Yeah, the the Vita was PS4 Golden. Yes. Okay. 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 There you go. Oh, we're, we keep we keep saying PS4 Golden. That's yeah. the problem. Persona Four. <laughs> yeah, P4 Golden. That's where you got me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Persona 4 Golden came over on the Vita, uh, which is why it's one of that's one of the major reasons that I'm saying I feel like Switch is a home run for it because it already worked in handheld. Like I, yeah. 
I follow so many uh, podcasters, YouTubers, who that was their game. They played 100, 500 hours handheld because you can, you can you can I, I mean, it just yeah. let it lends itself to that where you can you can bring the dang thing anywhere you know it, that's i mean i have i have like almost 400 hours in pokemon x and y or x i mean if i was playing that on a console that's like it's not impossible i mean i do have hundreds of hours in console games but but man when you can take that thing to the toilet to work i mean not work <laughs> Um, so to, to wherever, you know, baptisms, uh, <laughs> birthday parties, you don't really want to go to all that stuff. I mean, yeah, the, the hours build up. Just, just get it done. Just stop yeah. being so secretive about it. Just tell me that it's coming out and, and I can they, relax. they do off the wall stuff with their series too. Like right now yeah. on the PlayStation, <laughs> they just released a dancing version of, it has all the persona five characters and it's like a, a dance dance. Yeah so they always do and they're uh, fairly i mean it's it's not a it's it's not a game i would like or enjoy um but they do fairly well yes obviously they wouldn't do it right yeah uh, those dancing games for some reason uh people love them people do like them yeah speaking of thing games that people like that philip hasn't played uh let's move, <laughs> let's move over to uh the pokemons the pokemans uh, the Pokemon series. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Do I have uh, to put on the Pokemon hat? Yeah, yeah, you got to put on the Pokemon hat. Okay. Uh, this is coming from comicbook.com. And as as we have said in the past, I'm about to say a, I'm about to say a lot of words that I do not <laughs> understand what they mean. So, according to Megan Peters over uh, comicbook.com, Dot com. Uh, the Pokemon has prompted all sorts of fan wars over the decades, and uh, few topics are as testy as starters, which I can only assume means you're starting Pokemon or you're starting game. I don't know. Uh, no, when they refer to starters, uh, typically you have to choose uh, a starter. So, oh, okay. Uh, you have to choose. Usually, it's three between three starters. Uh, whether it's water type, it's earth type. Stop doing that, Bill. You, you, you're going to get one of these. No. Uh, <laughs> knuckle sandwich. Uh, but, yeah, no, typically you have to choose. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, get your glasses on. Uh, so, yeah, typically you have to choose a starter, uh, and that starter will remain yours. Uh, not until the end of time, because you can definitely just transfer them to Professor Oak. Whatever he does to those Pokemon, I'll never know. Um, but, yeah. That's that's what those starters mean, and and it can be uh, a hot topic, hot button topic. Uh, apparently, because even the producers are split on the answer, uh, according <clears throat> to an interview from Kotaku, uh, 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 Junichi Masuda and Shigeru Amori were asked point blank. Once again, this is coming from comicbook.com. Uh, which Pokemon is the best starter? And it seems their answer is divided once again i'm kind of reading this more because i literally don't know what any of this meant so anyway <laughs> for masuda he gives his love to bulbasaur uh okay. as the he's a hands down favorite because of the look and the sounds so bulbasaur okay. uh continuing masuda said he clearly remembers creating bulbasaur's cry and falling for the warble and he talks about how he created the cry. 
Uh, Amori, he said he sides with the water type Pokemon, so he decided with Squirtle. Yeah, I mean those are he likes the water type Pokemon. You know, right? You you're familiar with those names? It, is it Pikachu? Oh, no. Okay. Ha, have either of those ever appeared in a Smash game? Um. Yes, actually, yeah. they have. Bulbasaur. I've heard yeah, of Bulbasaur. So. I've heard of Bulbasaur. Um, he might have been in as like Venusaur. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, you lost me there. I know. Oh boy. Uh, okay, Pikachu, <laughs> Charizard. Yep. Jigglypuff. Starters again. Char- Charmander is a is a starter Pokemon. Is a fire type. Jigglypuff, Pichu. Yep. Pikachu. And that's about it. Uh, oh wait, wait. Uh, Greninja is that is that one? Greninja's one. Yep. Okay. All right. There you go. You're doing okay. You did all right. You named quite a few, and they all had to be in Smash for you. They all had. They all. Every single understand. one of those are ones that have beaten me in Smash at some point. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Specifically, Jigglypuff. <laughs> um, I I prefer Kirby in Smash, but um, the honorary the honorary Pokemon. Yes, the honorary. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, for starters, I I was always a Charizard or Charmander, if you wanted to know. If you didn't want to know, then just retract that last statement. Done. Corey, who is your starter, or have you ever played a Pokemon? They're still out in the wild. I've yet to catch them all. Yes! Oh, man. That's- Pokemon doesn't come down here in the South. I can tell you that much. If you look at the amount of people playing Pokemon Go down here, that's definitely the case. Are there not a lot of people playing Pokemon Go? No, we don't oh, even okay. know what Pokemon Go is anymore. Well, what I was just going to say is pick up Pokemon Go. You'll learn your Pokemans quick. There are a lot of them, all right? They're like over 800 at this point. Nah, I'm going to go like try to catch one in a bush and get snake bit or something. Oh, well, that's right. You guys got to deal with those venomous things, huh? Absolutely. The only venomous snake we have up here in, uh, at least where I am, is a timber rattlesnake. And even then, you have to go like... To Western Massachusetts, about a couple hours out. So I've I uh, quick derail real real quick. I was about two years ago. I was in my backyard. I live by a creek, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I think that's a coral snake, or is it a milk snake?" So I got a little closer. I was like, "Oh!" By the time I was like, "Oh, that's definitely a coral snake." In my peripheral, I see another one slithering right in front of my feet. Oh no! Oh man, that's no good. Good job. Yeah, I panicked. You guys, it's almost like Australia. You guys got to deal with <laughs> dangerous animals. I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. It's awesome. Crawl out through the fallout, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, over at my Nintendo news, we've got, I'm going to give this one to the funniest, the funniest article that Gio has ever shared in the history of the podcast. Uh, and that is that rapper Soldier Boy has been given a cease and desist from Nintendo for selling (laughs) (laughs) unapproved consoles that highly resemble, what is that, the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance or something? What is that, the Game Boy Color? This wasn't his his only. He had a few different uh, (laughs) prototypes or whatever. Uh, One looked like, like an Xbox One. Uh, one looked like the Game Boy, and then um, I, I forget what the other one looked like, but the controller for the Xbox One was basically a PlayStation 4 like generic controller. <laughs> and um, 
man, he was so adamant about selling this thing. It was the most funniest thing. He would just, he would just come out with the thing saying, uh, you know, Nintendo ain't gonna touch me. They ain't gonna do anything. And you know, people are like, Nintendo's gonna go right after you. And he's like, he's like, don't worry, don't worry. And then <laughs> this yeah. is by far for me the most bizarre gaming story of 2018. <laughs> it's just like I just would like that, like. 2020 or so just someone to do sit down and do an interview and just see what were what what were you doing here what were you thinking honestly <laughs> I, I mean you can't just rip things off and not <laughs> pay for it you know like what are the thoughts behind this who is like, helping him with this <laughs> tell that to a former nintendo editor at ign Oh, Philip. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too soon. Also, one also one of the most bizarre gaming stories that I've ever seen. I forgot about that one. That would that don't we get we that's almost a poll right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, who, there we go. Who, who did it better uh, or worse? Uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have a pen. I, I'm, oh, there we go. I don't want to forget that because I'm definitely doing that. Well, this is recorded, so yeah. But I'm stupid. I. Would <laughs> All right, uh, we got a bunch of firsts here on the podcast tonight. Aren't you guys all glad that you're here for the ride? Oh, uh, over at Polygon, we've got what I would consider the most riveting read that Geo has ever posted. I could not stop reading this article about how Fallout has lost its soul, its actual soul. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even going to like read any excerpts. I'm just going to tell you all, if you are slightly dissatisfied or disgruntled at just the existence (laughs) of fallout 76, not unlike one of our prestigious co-hosts here, just by the very existence, it just like, you get, you get this like itch a little bit, go read this Polygon article. This is just a fascinating read of the history of Fallout and how the series has just declined even from the beginning of Bethesda's takeover. Uh, it's just a great, great overlook of the series and talks about how the uh, the nuclear warhead mechanic in Fallout 76, which, to be clear, I was very skeptical of in the very beginning, even during the cool trailer and when Todd Howard was up there being awesome Todd Howard at E3, in my head I was still thinking people are going to be blowing these nukes day two and they're going <laughs> yep. to just be ruining the world for everybody else playing. And that's kind of what this article talks about is how it's almost that that uh, that nuke mechanic has almost sort of ruined the the experience for a lot of people. Um, and has sort of turned the philosophy of the series on its head. Geo, you you put this in the lineup. I mean, was there anything special you wanted to mention about it? Um, not specifically the article, just the fact that I I agree with the entirety of it. Uh, just just the aspect of what Fallout. We'll just start when Bethesda took over the Fallout series with three. Um, with with that that game. Uh, it, it defined what they were then and there. Um, and again, I'm not going back to um, like Elder Scrolls or anything like that. Uh, just to p- specifically the um, just specifically Fallout. 
So it kind of defined itself there. And then from there, it, it kind of passed over to Obsidian. Uh, still kept the same the same uh, environment, same storytelling. It, 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 it never lost any direction there. Then you go to Fallout 4. Fallout 4, um, it, it almost got too big for itself. I don't know if that makes any sense where... They they really they tried experimenting. I'll I'll give them that that that's okay. Um, it just I don't know the it just the world and the storytelling fell really really flat um, in Fallout Four. Um, they tried a lot of the you know the the what the modders were doing. They tried incorporating that um, with uh, with the building and the uh, the camps. I forget what they're called right now. Settlements. Um, settlements. Another settlement. Um, needs your help yeah and then you know you have you have that meme there um but then then you go to fallout 76 which is it's very very different number one it's not a single player game um and you can't you can't play that as a single player game either um but it changes the mentality of what a lone survivor is and what it's always meant um you're no longer a lone survivor. I mean, you were never a lone survivor, but you were, I'm I'm trying to, I'm getting lost in my thought here. It was just, it's just not, it's, they totally lost their, their direction. And, and it's sad to see like Bethesda and their reputation, just take this big hit in this. I mean, cause you didn't really see it when they did it with elder scrolls with, with uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I don't know if they were trying to take that representation of what Elder Scrolls was uh, with Fallout and make it an online thing, and it be successful. Because I consider Elder Scrolls Online to be successful. I, I I don't know. I I mean, what what are some of your thoughts? I mean, I can't be the only one who plays Fallout. No. Well, uh, go go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. I, said, I was I just gonna say I. Uh... I never played. I didn't play seventy six. Like I kind of has. He, I was hesitant from E three. I was just like, you know what? I don't know how this online aspect is going to work out. I'm going to hold off on this one yeah. and just see how it works out. You know. And I, 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 I know that sometimes when you incorporate massive online, even though it's not, just online in general, it can take people a while to figure it out. Like Bungie, and then they can mess it up with again with d2 not learning from the mistakes and then try to figure it all and piece it together some of these uh take years to fix and so i did not expect when it was first going to be released it to be a a a polished game or something that would be so well received so that's why i did i i'm just like you know what i'll i'll wait see what went and it's just and then the aspects is just how they handled Pretty much everything since There's then. No, there is zero narrative in in Fallout seventy six. Yes. I didn't even have a Bethesda game, never mind a Fallout game, with no story. Yeah, there's there's no NPCs. There's no one to push. There's no and, nothing really to push you to play. And that's crazy. That's that's what really kind of makes me feel. Where 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 were they really trying to go with this? Because. I mean, the fact that I mean they don't have any NPCs is just like, what? What are you doing here? Well, how are you trying to create a, a world? You know. And I saw somewhere on, I think it was on Twitter or somewhere, but there's it may have been on Reddit, but 
there's a, a player that's trying to create in game by him being play like a super boss and then people have to fight him. Like okay. and that's that's and that's creating the end game. Like they're having to create themselves because there's <laughs> nothing else to do. I'm that's just like that's so unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They they actually referenced that guy in this article, and then they used that scenario to talk about how the nukes is ruining the game because what people wound up doing instead of going through the stuff that he had set up himself, painstakingly set up himself, they just nuked him. You know, <laughs> yeah. that, and that's, that's how they solved it. They just nuked him. They got tired of it and just nuked him. See, it's, it's yeah, a broken, I mean, broken system. And even. Even the the uh-huh. story the storytelling is so minimal. It's all it's all pieces of uh, of it's all reading material. It's all you have to you actually have to read the story. There's no there's no voiceover. There's no narration. It's just that's not a Bethesda game. That's not a Fallout game. That's not what you what you want from them at all. Are there microtransactions in it? Not yet. No, they were actually talking about it, and they were announcing that they were going to implement it. And then, like the back, I mean, there was just so many backlash after back. I mean, it seemed like for especially in November and early December, it seemed yeah. like you couldn't go three or four days without something else happening. You know, because yeah, what what we haven't covered at all is <laughs> all of the other stuff, ah. bugs, yes, account yeah. stuff, uh, refund stuff, like money stuff. It's, it's, People's it's, personal information getting uh, lost. Like Plus, the bag like, gate. Yeah, and 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 and, and players being awful and them not banning yes. people that they should be banning yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's been rough. It's and, been rough. My 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 know, my question about they know the online environment with Elder Scrolls Online. So why this is not a surprise? Do they <laughs> yeah. though? Do they? Because Zenimax is the one that controls the mmo and i think that they, they okay. do a pretty darn good job but this well, they is had a rough start too yeah 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 you're totally right that they did i feel like they found their footing though because yeah, i definitely I, to me looking back at eso i felt like they had to they had all the all their problem was they were trying to strike the balance between how mmo do we go or how skyrim do we go and i feel like they they eventually struck that balance that was yeah. really kind of where the problem was and like figuring out how do we do this online thing. But I think that this is a major, major identity thing for fallout 76, because to me, this is not like a, how survival do we go or how fallout do we go to me? This doesn't even seem like a survival game in like the way that a rust is a survival game or no, the way that like arc is a survival game or something or like Subnautica or something like that. This is this is what it feels like to me. And the reason that I asked about microtransactions, this makes me feel about as dirty as um, Metal Gear Survive did. Mm-hmm. This yep. is what it honestly feels like. Like they set up a small sandbox in as quick a time as possible just as a vehicle to get money. And that's why I was wondering yeah. if there was microtransactions for skins and things like that, because I feel like that's all this was. Let's set up a small arena. It's very, I don't know what programming, you know, I don't know how much program, but to me, this seems like, okay, we'll use assets from games that we've already created. We'll use, you know, this environment that we've already created. Here you go. We slap a half baked premise on the top and then everybody else creates their own story. 
to me that sounds lazy. dare I say lazy, you know? It, no, it's definitely lazy. And it doesn't even look as good as Fallout 4 does. So it actually looks like a downgrade version of what Fallout 4 is. And I bet because it's online, you know. Yeah. 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 It's, it's it's so lazy and you wouldn't expect that from from them. And it's happening and it's they they're taking a big big hit with this for sure. Uh, what's next uh, for them is uh, is it Star Starfield? Yeah, they better hit it out of the park with that one. Uh, and I heard something a, a a point of view earlier today that kind of shook me a little bit because I had not thought about this, but with the announcement by Obsidian for the Outer Worlds, does that kind of all of a sudden? Pull the rug out from underneath Bethesda a little bit with their sci-fi space drama Starfield. If the Outer Worlds is really, really good, and there are people out there who say that New Vegas is better than Fallout 3, Obsidian's kind of done this before, you know, whether you believe that or not. But if the Outer Worlds is really good, does that sort of take away our need for Starfield? No, I think it... if anything, it's going to help. It has to push. You think them. so? It has. It has to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't think about that. A little bit of competition yeah. making them actually. They need it. I think that's mm. what they need. They need competition. Uh, the the single player story driven RPG. It, they they need competition because otherwise they this is when we get Fallout seventy six. Ah uh, yeah yeah because well but here's the thing. I know it's not direct competition. I feel like we're getting direct competition. I think what I think the next couple of years are going to be really important because not only do we have uh, the Outer Worlds, we also have Cyberpunk, which is now first person, yes, first person open world RPG shooter. So I I just feel like Bethesda has not done anything to stay in the race in the past couple of generations. They're still using the same engine that they've been using for eighty five years. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, that is it, isn't that the engine sure. that they're using for Starfield? Like I that that I hope not. That bothers me, <laughs> and that that worries me. And and there's and, the, <laughs> and it's still buggy as all get out. Like how can you be in this engine for ten decades and and still not you know not be able to it, program anything? Stuff right. Anyway, that that went a lot longer than I thought I was going to, but that was that was a good that was a good discussion. Um, it felt good to get off the chest. Well, I feel like we all three kind of needed that sort of like cathartic release. <laughs> yes, uh, I got to take off my Pokemon hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that, that segment's over. Um, all right. Uh, staying at Polygon, we've got. I'm putting on my championship uh, New England Patriots hat. Sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. So next up, we've got. The I guess the debut of board games for the Switch RPG podcast. <laughs> RPGs, man, we're all about RPGs. All right, this sounds this sounds pretty. This sounds I pretty mean, dope. I mean, this does. This the does. Re- the reason why I put it on there is because I couldn't believe how much money yes this was yeah. taken in. It's unbelievable for a board game. Uh, so the biggest Kickstarter of the year is. Uh, Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon, which has taken in $6.2 million. That's insane. $6.2 million. Uh, and I mean, it sounds like a great 
great game. It really does. That's just uh, that's a lot of money, and you're right. Now, here's the more staggering thing to me at the very bottom of this article. It gives the the difference of money on Kickstarter going toward board games versus video games. This really, really, really surprised me. Out of all the video games that have gone Kickstarter in the last you know seven eight years, um, there's just been seventeen point two five million dollars pledged toward video games and you know why that is right because people get burned so many times when they pledge for video games so a lot of people are reluctant to put into uh video games on kickstarter and i for one am am like that i I am very reluctant to put any games uh any money into games on kickstarter unless it's divinity original sin um or (laughs) No, I'm just what I'm saying is they have a reputation. Like yeah. For Divinity Original Sin two, I I definitely put in for that. But or I'm, if it was a, a developer from a, maybe an indie title, then he wanted to do his own thing and something like that. That's yeah, established, yeah. established right. something established because you know so many people get burned. Yes, on, on absolutely. That. And it's just you know, people are very reluctant to do that. So, well, that's still it's still incredible though that this board game uh, got. Right, right below half of all video games of all time. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Uh, that's crazy. And we have a comment uh, by Frozen Slackers saying, um, "I think he, what does he say? Uh, did he delete it? No, board game nerds are crazy." <laughs> and I will respond by saying, "Yes, we are." <laughs> I'm um, looking at it right now. It it looks really interesting. I mean. This a lot of it goes. There, there is a lot of playtesting involved in in board games, um, but I mean, other than making the pieces really nice, I mean, I don't know what all that money is going to. Is it per- <laughs> actually purchasing of the set? I have, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. With Kickstarter, like there's different tiers. Let me see. I can look at the tiers real quick. Uh, so, like the entry tier gets you. Let's see one digital code for the edition on pc so i guess you'll be able to play is, on pc going, as well it's going digital as well yeah okay and then 70 gets you like the actual physical and then you get all that and there's just different tiers but yeah you when you pledge you you definitely get yeah. and then you go the higher tiers let's see what the highest one is highest one group pledge you get six boxes uh you what do you do with pledge. six boxes right, i guess you I, be, I guess they're like the ultimate. It's group pledge, okay. So I okay. guess you get discount for doing that, right? Okay. But sometimes they'll they'll give you experiences too. Like you'll get stuff that you won't be able to get anywhere else. Like so, it's more of a collector, right? Aspect okay. of stuff. And then there's apparently a bunch of expansions and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, lots of tiers. You pledge your money and you get different aspects different of it. Items. Yeah. yeah. But I just I was astonished by how much money. Yeah, that's I was pulling in. Insane. Board games. Oh. Board games. Oh, don't don't nerd you're you play board games too. I really do. Nerd. I really do. I really do. Uh okay dokie. Um RPGfan.com. Let's talk about some from software. More uh developer interviews. Um this one coming uh talking about okay here we go here we go from software makers of dark souls and popular japanese titles they are working on several projects including two as of yet unannounced games there we go that's what i wanted 
the the president uh, ooh, Hidetaki uh, Miyazaka claimed in an interview that two additional projects other than Darasin and Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice are in the works. I have not played from software, so you haven't. No. No, you're missing out. Dark yeah. Souls 1, 2, and 3. I would love to have played Bloodborne. I just didn't own a PS4. Uh, they still have Code Vein that, has, that hasn't that has come out yet. And, um, is, did, did that Code say Vein Shadows looks Die? really good. I, 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 yeah. I have to look at that. It, it looks really cool. Um, did, is Shadows Die Twice out already? Mm, I don't, I, no. No, I don't, I no. don't think it is. So um, the I fact that so. they're already working on other titles is kind of nuts. They have all these games that aren't even yet to be released and they, they've already got they've got things rolling 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 but it's probably going to be like the typical uh from software where it's it's kind of difficult and yeah <laughs> yeah they said they said we... it's going to be from software-esque yeah so, so now you know we're, what we're, that means you know what that so means. we're moving away from dark souls-esque to from software-esque yeah we're just you just dodge everything <laughs> just keep dodging bob and weave yeah. Um, all right. So uh, also uh, teasing from RPG fan, uh, the developer experience has teased that they will be um, releasing two new dungeon RPGs in 2019. So uh, you can see some, you can see some uh, artwork and character artwork and stuff. Uh, the game is described as classic fantasy RPG with a grand world waiting to be explored. So do we know what experience has done before or no experience will release the first title in, our, in 2019. Uh, however, the game will be released before. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. No, they haven't done anything. I, okay. I, I don't, I, I personally don't know. Uh, the article mentioned them like we should have known. They're right. like, hey, experience is doing this, but I, I yeah, I, th- I thought they were doing some other stuff, but okay. My apologize, my apologize. I thought it was going to lead into further discussion, but apparently it didn't. It's just two. Um, it's just two <laughs> new games that we don't really know what it two is. New, two new games, cool. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> um, things that we do know what is, and this was this was another funny article. You, you, you gave us quite the variety this week. I got to hand it to you. See? We got some humor, got some rumor. That was, that was good. I didn't have anywhere else to go with that rhyme. But yeah, you that, need that one more. Rhyme. You need I one know. more. I know. Yeah. I was about to be really impressed. Yeah. Just your <laughs> pronunciation of uh, Japanese names. Uh, so sticking with RPG Fan, uh, Gio's new favorite site. By the way, uh, welcome to the show, RPG Fan. This is first time on. Friends of the biz, friends of the show. No. Uh, no. Um, recognizable developer indie developer square enix uh with indie title saga the saga series Never heard of it. uh which was what octopath was supposed to be it was robbed it was supposed to be saga <laughs> um for those who don't know i predicted back in the day that i went out on a limb and in public said that it was the new romancing saga game and i was wrong i said there would be <clears throat> no way that they would stick with octopath as the title of that game but there we go how history how history grins and 
cruel. They just dropped the project. Yeah. Project. Oh, all right. All right. All right. So the next saga game will feature shocker multiple protagonists. Sounds reminiscent. Think Doesn't about it? that. Multiple protagonists. Um we okay, so we know it's been it's sort of been known that they they're doing a new saga game called Scarlet Grace. Um he but what was actually funny about this uh this article is that it it details how this was announced and this was announced on Twitter when one of the developers responded to a tweet begging that they not have multiple protagonists in the game. And his response was, was it, was it geo? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, due to the fact that Autopath's traveler sucked, can we please only have one protagonist? Like in- you will get many. <laughs> No, it wasn't me. Uh, so he says that the next one will have multiple protagonists. Uh, but this is a very strange request by a fan. I don't know if this is a new fan to the series. Maybe he just saw that this was like Square Enix's next game or something. Uh, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, Saga kind of pioneered the idea of the multiple protagonists, multiple like branching. Jobs and all that, yeah. Well, yeah, like... Everybody has their own story. Like Octopath Traveler didn't do that first. That 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 was sort of a saga thing, at least for Square I don't Enix. You. So I don't believe you. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2017. This that's the first time that's ever been never been yeah, yeah. Doably, experimented yes. on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. So that that that's that. We're gonna have multiple protagonists in the new saga, Scarlet Grace. <laughs> I, I mean. I honestly have never played a saga game, but I do know that they have multiple <clears throat> protagonists. I just hope it's not in the same vein as Octopath. I mean, please, no, don't do it. I've Meaning, done give I, me a cohesive story. I've That's done I've done a little bit of reading and a little bit of playing of some of the older ones. And in my opinion, especially the romancing sagas, the older ones did a little bit better job of even though sort of each character had their own path and like you could start with any of the eight. Because uh, yep. romancing saga specifically, I believe one and two had eight. Uh, even though you had that, there was still a connecting thread between them all, and you got a little bit better sort of interactions between them. They actually talked to each other. And don't bring oh. up those camp meetings oh, don't bring that so up obnoxious. again no more party chat no like actually in cutscenes and stuff like they would interact so yeah. I, I think romancing saga wore it a little bit better uh even though octopath traveler did a lot of other things better but i don't know here we go multiple protagonists in the new saga game Corey, you, you played saga at all uh negative negative yeah no saga no pokemon only what do you- only Madden. That's all you ever played. That's it. Got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest RPG of all time. Um, although I will say, Corey, I was a little bit upset earlier whenever you you called Madden EA's premier uh, RPG franchise. Yeah, that oh, strikes God. him right in the Dragon Age heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You well, had me excited by a Dragon Age TV show, and then you pull out. It comes out. Madden. It comes out every year. I, you know, I don't have to <laughs> play this game of. <laughs> Playing with my heartstrings and when when the next title is going to come out. All right, uh, I decided to throw in some rumors in, into the pot this <laughs> week. Uh, yeah, we're still going on news, by the way. 
Um, but I mean, it's been great. This has been like probably the best news week ever. Ever. Probably. Comicbook.com uh, comic comic coming back in the show talking about. I'm kind of I'm kind of coming into this one nonchalantly. Let me let me stop for a second. Give you a little bit of time to get ready for this. Okay, this is this would be gigantic if this happened because this is this is one of those RPGs that I've been saying bring it over. It's open world. It's huge. It would be great. I'd play it on the go. Witcher three. According to rumors, there has been now. This is one of the biggest. Uh, uh, I was thrown off on Geo earlier about the frostbite thing, but this is one of the biggest rumors of all time because it's completely unsubstantiated. There, right. There's nothing to confirm this, only a tweet with no image or anything like that, just saying that there is a French wholesaler that currently has a listing for The Witcher 3 on Nintendo Switch. Now, the article does go on to say stuff like this happens all the time, misprint, mistype, people get things lost in translation. It could be anything but for the sake of excitement and hype. And discussion. And discussion. Do you guys think that there is room for the Switch for the room on the Switch for Witcher 3? Would you like it on the Switch? Corey probably hasn't even played it. Uh no, sorry. Uh it it lagged out for me for a second. Uh no, that would be awesome. Excited? Are you excited about Witcher 3 on Switch? Absolutely. That'd be that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of people worry about that game saying, you know, it could potentially just not run. I mean, run on the Switch. I, I think it could. Like I said, we have beautiful games that I think it really well. On I, the think Switch. It, I think it would be able to be handled on the Switch. Thing I mean, is, I just don't know if CG Project Red, with, like you said, Cyberpunk coming around, if they have the resources to, if they have to tune it to the switch for whatever reason. I don't know if they have the resources to do that while they're pumping cyberpunk. Now right. I, and I, and I, hang on. I just closed it. Let me go back to it. Um, this article does bring up the fact, uh, that that French retailer or a wholesaler, they've yeah. had many games up where, you know, yeah. There's no possible way that this is coming to the Switch. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there in France, <laughs> but I mean, they're just they're just wrong. Yeah. Okay. So this article does bring up the fact, Corey, to your point, uh, if if CG CD Project Red would would have the ability to do this right now, they bring up the point that companies like Panic Button have been yeah. great at coming to developers and being like, "Hey, let us yeah. pour this over for you." Uh, so it's. It, you know, it's possible that that, that happened. Um, you know, I don't know how likely this is. I think it would be great. Uh, on the topic of will it run? Yeah, it is it's a gorgeous game, but it is also a little bit older. And yeah. also, we have to think about we're seeing it look gorgeous on ultra settings on PC and are really really nice PS4s. But there are scalable settings on P on PC. You can make it yeah. look not that good and, it's, right. and it runs well, you know? So like they can scale these things. You can make it work. Um, so, I mean, I think this is a little and, bit older. Button, they, they've ported many good games over um, that run just fine, you know? And I would take a just fine running, but looking decent Witcher three any day of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that would, it would, it would, 
Oof, that'd be a home run. Mm-hmm. Talk about printing money. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, getting ready to land the plane on the news here. Uh, we've got um, a little bit of more rumors. These are a little bit more substantiated, though. Uh, from Forbes. Dot com Forbes huh? from Forbes. <laughs> there uh, more. Let's go back to job postings because that that's the that's <laughs> the best place to find spoilers. Job postings. Uh, this one for a little game, a little franchise called Halo. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Says the Xbox guy. <laughs> so uh, it says that there's now possible possible evidence um possible proof that halo infinite might emphasize or heavily uh, include geo's favorite term rpg elements oh boy uh, <laughs> unlike RPG previous elements. games obviously if you know anything about halo it's never been rpg ish at all nope but then former halo developer bungie went off to make its own rpg shooter so maybe Halo's like, why don't we do it? We could better? do that. Yeah, yeah, we could. Do so that. Uh, the job posting listed a couple of days ago on Microsoft's website seeks a senior system designer for the quote next epic systems-driven Halo campaign, and one of the requirements for the position is familiarity with RPG and shooter game mechanics. I don't think this is too far fetched because you have, like you said, Bungie doing Destiny, and then, but also you have Anthem coming out, and so I think they're taking a look and they're like, "Well, There's Bungie's coming out." It. Yeah, there, there definitely is a place for it, and I don't think, it, and especially you have the name like Halo. I mean, people, I mean, talk. That's another printing money. I mean, even, and there, it sounds like they're trying to do it well. They're not trying to do like a Fallout seventy six and just throw something out there to get the money, but they're like, "Hey, we have the branding. People will buy this." Yeah, and, and 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 part of this article above that, above the actual job listing, uh, reminds reminds readers that we are we're already thinking that this was going to be an open world game, um, because of the description of the engine that they're using, which is supposed to, uh, let's see, the quote here is uh, is ideal for creating living, breathing world, ripe for exploration, endless gameplay possibilities. So we were already thinking that Halo Infinite had some sort of open world quality which does sort of lend itself to this idea of RPG go along with what you guys are saying. The division also has RPG ness in it. Uh, so yep. it, yeah. I, I feel like we're sort of on the cusp of living in the, in the age of the RPG shooter. Uh, Cause we'll also got uh, now it's not multiplayer, but we do once again, have Cyberpunk coming out. So we'll see just how much of an RPG that is with, you know, with the shooting on it and how RPG ish these things are. But I think that you guys are right that they're, I mean, I feel like Bungie, I don't know. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, Halo hasn't necessarily been the king of the world in recent years, right? No, they've been, yeah. With uh, Halo five, um, you know, it didn't really do so great. Uh, Halo four, I think was probably the last one to do really well. Uh, but Halo 5, was that Rise of the Guardians? I don't remember. I'm not a huge Halo guy. I do have a Master Chief helmet there. That's because it looks cool on my shelf uh, rather than me <laughs> actually playing the game. Um, 
Um, but yeah, uh, ODST was a great one. Halo Three was a good one. Halo Four was okay. Halo Five not so good. And uh, and, and it's gone it's gone away for a while. It, it's yeah, it's, it's gone, gone away, away for, for quite a while. Uh, they did have uh, what's the strategy game? Halo uh, strategy. Game. Uh, yeah, Reach was that? Is it Reach? Yeah, and there's Reach Two uh, as well. They 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 do have that, but that's that's totally. I mean, that's just basically using the the Halo environment, Halo world. Um, and making a strategy game, but but the, yeah, they've been gone missing for a while. Yeah, and 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 Halo Five that was the first go for the the team that it was handed to, right? Yeah, that's the first one yep. Bungie did not do, right? And it did not do great. So I, I I feel like I had the feeling like this team has got to do something to sort of bring Halo back, and yeah. I, I feel like they they think that they can't really do it but just staying a shooter. So it's always had, it's always had, you know, decent campaigns, right? Good stories, which okay stories lends yeah. itself to RPG. So, yeah, mo- I mean, most it. of them are really known for <clears throat> their multiplayer, uh, you know, aspect yeah. of it. So again, which I'm just so bad at, I'm really first person shooters and me. Good <laughs> Lord. I am bad. <laughs> you think, really you think bad. we could get cross play with Nintendo switch? With with what with Halo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, no. yeah, they they love know. each other now. They love each other. Come on, uh, I don't know about that. Not much. that much. Not yeah, like <laughs> Master Chief and Smash Bros. Hey, you have you have Persona there. I mean, I mean, there's a little bit of a relationship with Nintendo and Atlas, but you know, who knows? I have heard a, a lot of rumors that Xbox may potentially have a fighter in Smash. Oh, Bros. of course, so. of course. It oh, in could Smash be Crash. Bros. Yeah, yeah, okay. in Smash cool. Bros. Yeah. Uh, it could be Crash. It could be Master Chief. Makes sense. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah. All right, and then last piece of news comes once again in the form of a rumor, slight rumor, but this this this, this to me is like almost non-rumor because as Geo told me at the before we actually started the show, uh, this happens every January. But as a reminder for those of you who don't know. Uh, it's possible that we'll have a Nintendo Switch Direct or Nintendo Direct this January because it happens pretty much every January. So, yeah. and and those rumors have started uh, meticulating across the internet waves, webs. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope it's not just a direct, but almost like a roadmap for 2019, like like kind of just what's going to happen in 2019. Fire Emblem releases of February 19th. There are are a ton of games that we still have yet to see, still have uh, release dates for, uh, Fire Emblem being one of them. Um, I want more information on Pokemon, uh, Pikmin, Metroid. There's there's a lot out there that we just don't have anything for. It's crazy because, like, sometimes I think, God, we kind of, we we know so much. But then, like, I, I think again, I'm like, there's so much mystery. There's so much mystery. So much we town, need. Town, uh, Game yeah. Freak's other game. Town is supposed to be 2019. Yoshi? Yoshi, yep. <laughs> Where's Yoshi? Where is Yoshi? Um, uh, Pillars of Eternity 2. Did you uh, say Dead Animal Fire. Crossing? Animal Crossing? I, I never mentioned that, but uh, you said it. Uh, Animal Crossing. Um, uh, there, there was another one I can't think of. There's, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, of yeah. Pikmin. Did I say Pikmin? Yeah. Pikmin? Pikmin. Pikmin. Four? Yeah, you said Pikmin. Okay. Whatever. Wait, 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 Pikmin. All right. 
<laughs> but yeah, Fire Emblem. There we go. Fire Emblem. That's the one. That Fire Emblem one. February. We're starting that off. That would be awesome. Yeah, Fire Emblem February. February. I I don't know. I ha- I have a feeling Valentine's it's Day. Hey, it's hey. Thursday this year. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's just there's a lot out there that they need, and I, and and a lot that's yet to be announced, probably. So, give it give it to me. What are you guys waiting for? Let's go. Yep. There we go. All right. Uh, well, that wraps up the news. Whew. And that was a record breaker. Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Because it's been two weeks since we had an episode. And Gio wasn't here on the last episode. So, Gio, why still- don't you grace us with what you've been playing for the last, basically, month? Probably the same <laughs> same <laughs> game. Um, I've been playing a lot of Diablo and that for the YouTubes and getting grilled for it uh recently <laughs> <laughs> um so um i'm doing some some uh diablo uh xena valkyrie uh plus which i'm terrible at as well uh mana spark uh so those two xena valkyrie and mana spark those are two roguelikes i am also i'm equally terrible at I'm seeing a um, theme here oh man i've just been really awful at games lately um what else i've been doing mutant year zero absolutely love that game i haven't been I, I was streaming that for a while i feel like people within the channel or not within the site so much but just within this youtube channel don't really care for it but it, it is a fantastic game i love the writing in the game and uh that's pretty much it red dead is just sitting there collecting dust unfortunately and then i'm i'm just i'm trying to just kind of lay low for a little bit until tales of comes out and then when Tales of Vesperia comes out, it's all on. It's all on. Corey, what you got over there? So uh, I kind of alluded to it. My goal, so I'm I'm turning the corner into a golf story. I'm going to try to wrap that up. And then also I picked up uh, Fantasy Star, oh, okay. uh, the remake. Yeah. And so I want to, then my goal is to try and knock it out. It's not a super long game. So I'm thinking, hopefully, maybe I can get it knocked out before tales like comes a, out a week and a week and a half yeah about that yeah, yeah. so uh and then uh, i need to finish red dead too oh, okay because i the thing is i, I spent so much time just wandering and doing all that stuff <laughs> i just need to, i need to bang out the story man just do the missions get the story yeah. out i'm like dude I, i've logged a lot of time in that game but i'm like you're just ah. looking at flowers and <laughs> yeah picking oh that, that looks interesting Oh, I don't like the way I don't like the way that guy talked to me. I'm going to put a bullet in his head. <laughs> That's the problem with that game. It's, just, it's so much nonsense, and you know there's yeah. a story to it. Yeah, um, just you're roaming I, around doing random I'm about, things. I'm about halfway through the story, so I do think I'm just going to like just like okay. Normally, I'll do a story mission, then I'll go do random stuff for like yep. an hour, hour and a half. I'm going to focus. <laughs> That's going to take away from the experience, though, right? No, no, it just means that I just don't have as much ADD in the game. And it's always going to be there. Like, I'll randomly, you know what I want to do? I want to go ride a horse and lasso someone. Yeah, but you can do that right in your backyard, I bet. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) But my neighbors judge me because I'm not as good as them. So it's kind of like, okay. (laughs) It's kind of like you playing playing Diablo. Do you you play this almost like an autobiography? No, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depending on how the day goes, is how I play, and uh, like I take, I just kind of manifest my my day into the into Red Dead. 
he takes his horse to work and everything. Gets yeah. His, his is it Shaps? Am I saying it right? Shaps. <laughs> Chaps. Ch- Chaps. I'm sorry. Yeah. Chaps. Yeah. All right. Ride, well, ride on into the sunset. On the theme of <laughs> just focusing in and just getting the game done. That's my the timeout. That's my New Year's resolution is roll credits. Yes. My oh, New Year's yes. resolution. So, so that is that is the that is the mindset I had to get myself in in my announcement right now. Because no. two weeks ago I came on the show and Corey gave me a hard time for this. But Gio, I, I guess you heard that I restarted Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh yes. 2. I didn't just pick up where I was in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I created a new profile for the Switch because you can't have more than one save save file on one profile. Didn't know if you knew that. Whoa. Created a new profile, started brand new, and I said, you know what? I cannot fall into the trap of all 8,000 side quests because I logged over 80 hours into that game in my first playthrough and got to chapter 6 because I was doing all the other stuff. So yep. I just put myself in storyline gear and I completed Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You finished I it? I have finished it. Did you have to grind yes. anything? Whoa. Like like there's a probably a little some bit spots where you uh, need a couple to, of, yeah. a couple of spikes, but nah, I just boom nice. boom boom boom. And um it still took me 40, 40-ish to, to, to beat, but um, there you got it. There you go. Good for boom, you, Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Zimbalik Chronicles 2, phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. If you haven't finished it, if you've played the first one, please finish this because they so tactfully connected to the, to the first one in a way that I didn't see yep. coming. And let me just tell you that that final chapter, I, I had to like check my game to make sure I was still playing like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because it just was so mind blowing. Um, yeah, it's really good. It is. It was. It was a treat. Um, so that was that was sort of one of my big um, accomplishments over the break, and um, my other big accomplishment was I basically told everyone. Go to GameStop for my Christmas, all right? They've got some sales going on, and I want you to get me cheap, because I, I knew that they were there for cheap, but 3DS and DS games, because there's some that I need to catch up on. And so I have had this little guy beside me for the past couple weeks, ever since Christmas. Wow. Past week, ever since Christmas. And, you have a grip on it? Okay, that's the other part. That's the other part, all right? So, <laughs> So... I, cool. I I have started my first Fire Emblem ever, uh, and I I decided on um, the it's the remake of the very first Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem uh, Shadow Dragon. It's really good. It's really basic, but it, it's sort of scratching that itch of the tactical combat. Uh, I also got Tales of uh, uh, Tales of Abyss, uh, Tales of the Abyss. I'm sorry, Tales of the Abyss. That's really good. That is so good. Um, and I got other stuff that I haven't even gotten into. Once again, they were gifts. Uh, I got Dragon Quest Nine, excited about that. Got okay. Final Fantasy Three, excited about that. The real Final Fantasy Three, Geo, not Final <laughs> Fantasy 
six. Um, not Final Fantasy three. Not Final Fantasy six. Uh, let's see. I got Shin Megami Tensei four. I started that game. Uh, and I died like 80 times in the first dungeon. I was like, <laughs> I will come back to this when I understand what's going on. Um, let's see. What else did I, I got, I got a bunch of stuff, but there's all stuff for 3ds, all stuff for 3ds. So I started playing it a lot, I, like a lot. And I realized, cause I had never really logged a lot of time on my 3ds. My hands are way too big for it. And I have the XL. So, I mean, it's the bigger one. Um, everyone's hands are way too big. But I was like, I was like this. And by the end of like my play sessions, my fingers were just all like stuck together. And I was like all cramping up. So I scoured the internet and found uh, on Amazon. It was like $20, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a grip for it. It looks like a controller. It feels like a controller. And it has absolutely changed the way that I'm able to play this. I mean, it is actually like enjoyable now. So awesome. for anybody struggling with 3DS and, you know, you, you want to supplement some of your Switch time, uh, go get a grip. Like, get a grip. So anyway, uh, yeah, so anyway, going through, I, I, will, I will say technically my first Tales game, I, I dabbled in Tales of Fantasia and Tales of Destiny, but, like, I, I'm sort of significantly farther in an abyss that I wasn't either of those until tales of Vesperia. I, I'm just, nice. I can't I'm just, wait. just, just waiting, just waiting. So anyway, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Big you've deal. Been, you've been playing a lot too. That lot this is what happens when, uh, between the semesters working in education, it's a little bit lighter. So there you yeah. go. I mean, nice. I definitely wasn't playing at work. <laughs> definitely. Yes. Honor. Do they watch this or listen to this? <clears throat> Hope not. Don't know. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, all right. Let's uh, real quick cover uh, the sales and releases, and then we're probably just going to need to to wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. I mean, we're we've made up for missing last week, that's for sure. So, uh, sales and releases. I'm going to do something a little extra because I think January is just a phenomenal month for RPGs as a whole. So first off, I'm going to read off uh, some of the RPGs that's coming across all platforms. I've got a quick list here uh, in order of release. We've got sword art online, fatal bullet complete edition coming out uh, January 9th. That is coming to PC, Xbox one PS4 tells of Vesperia coming to all platforms on the 11th smoke and sacrifice coming to Xbox one and PS4 on the 15th. Uh, Y2K, a modern RPG is coming to PC, PS4 switch on the 17th. Also on the 17th hell warders is coming exclusively to PC uh, and then Dragon Marked for Death is coming exclusively to Switch on the 19th. And then finally, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming to Xbox One and PS4 on uh, January 29th. That is a varied but also just, I think, a fantastic month for, for RPGs. Stuff. What a way to start the year. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Um, okay, and then uh, and then especially on Switch, here are the releases for the week. We only have two. Uh, one of them uh, released January the first. Uh, it was teased by Geo. There, he's talking about he's playing it. Uh, Xenon Valkyrie Plus uh, released uh, January first for nine ninety nine, and then finally Don't Sink releases January third. If you're listening to this on Friday, then it released. Uh, 
two days ago, uh, at $9.99. All right, uh, sales. Looking through, since we missed last week, it looks like we got a bunch of them. Uh, it's too many to read, though. It's way too many yeah, to read. I read, a, I read a couple weeks ago. It was way too long. Guys, go check out Meatball Subs' um, rundown of the Switch RPG releases and sales for this week. It's located on switchrpg.com. So just go look up the, the sales. There's so, a I'll, lot of games I'll, there. I'll point out, too, West of Loathing, 30% off, 770 If you haven't played it, that's a really good pickup uh, for sure. And then, I mean... Uh, well, you got yeah, the Banner yeah. Saga series as well. Yeah, that was the other one I was going to say. Into the Breach 2, it's on sale, 1004. 33% off. So you got some some decent deals this week for sure. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the entire Band of Saga series is off um, is, is off for a pretty good bit. Um, a, a game highly touted by Geo was Battle Chasers. That's 40% off. That's a pretty significant uh, drop for that one. Um, I'm still not seeing Lost Sphere on here. No, because that's still <laughs> full price for $79.99. And then... Um, <laughs> Uh, what what was the first one? What was the first one? Uh, I am Setsuna is oh, uh, yes. is on sale right now for ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> those those games have not dropped in price. They nineteen went, years like, after release. Yeah, they went down like ten uh, percent for like Christmas, and then that was it. Those two games. <laughs> those two up. games literally sound like used copies of classic games on eBay. <laughs> like 23 years after release i think you can get like final fantasy 6 cart original cartridge cheaper than you can get <laughs> I am digitally uh yeah so there you go um, also to note uh meatball sub has changed his uh his avatar or his name it is no longer meatball sub so, i'm sorry he's yeah, finally yeah. put his yeah, he's finally put his name. So if you're looking for Meatball Sub, you may not find anything. So it is, find, uh, like, it's it's I looked, there, I looked, real I name, looked. as we've thought for a long time is Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. There you go. I'm Batman. No, it's Ben Thompson. So yeah, if you're looking for the article, he he writes uh, a few articles a day on there. Um, ben Thompson. Go check it out. All right, and uh, remember, if you would like to send us questions, you can do so by hitting up uh, the email address, uh, podcast at switchrpg.com. Email us your questions, or hit us up on Twitter. We're all three on Twitter, and um, you can tweet at RPG Reruns now, and he'll he'll tell us what your questions are. Um, or just, just shoot. Probably uh, won't. Did he just at, shoot shooters at us? <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 from Texas. Pew, pew. Pew. <laughs> oh, uh, or you can just hit up at switch RPG on Twitter. Uh, and we are going to forego any side quests because we went on about a thousand main quests this time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we did the reverse Corey and red dead redemption. We just went yeah, straight we're trying, to roll, trying to roll the credits. That's it. <laughs> so we are going to roll the credits on this episode. Finally, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Episode 35 of the switch RPG podcast. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, We appreciate it every single week. And remember uh, that you can catch our episode live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. U.S. Eastern Time. (laughs) Eastern Time, U.S. Eastern Time. And uh, you can catch us on all of your favorite podcast apps on Friday 
point. Sometimes it's Friday at midnight or like Thursday at midnight. You never know. Anyway, um, if you are on one of those uh, podcasting apps, feel free to uh, head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a bunch with exposure and jazz like that. And remember, if you love what you hear from our velvet voices, then you can head over to patreon.com slash RPG throw us a dollar or two but if you can't don't sweat it because you just being around in the community and listening to us watching us commenting emailing hanging out with us all that good stuff is what we love so until next time i am going to be comfortably playing my nintendo my new nintendo 3ds xl I always was able to play comfortably because I had tiny hands. You do have tiny hands. I've noticed that about you. Pew pew. Pew pew. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Adios.